0: Listening to Fox Sports
1: Radio. Radio. So here's the question. College football, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State are the top four. If they win out, and Georgia being the exception, they don't need to win out. Those are going to be the four teams. Odds are against that. The question becomes who would jump in? We know there's going to be a Big Ten slot. So we look at Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State as one slot. We can stop saying Michigan State. Why is that? They're nineteen point underdogs
0: to Ohio. They're, they've hey, hey, got. Almost. I don't
1: know if you remember this when LSU beat Ohio State in the championship game. LSU had two losses. BCS era. West Virginia was a twenty eight point favorite against Pitt. All West Virginia and Rodriguez had to do was win that game, and they were in the title game. And Ohio State would have another championship right now. Instead, they got to play LSU and got whooped. I was at that game. <laughs> By the way, that I was the Astrodome, I think, right? Or not the Astrodome. No, no. I'm sorry, the the uh, New Orleans Superdome. Superdome. I was in the last. Me and my buddies were in the last row, <laughs> literally last row. It was scary. I thought I was going to fall into the. Have you ever been in one of those? like th- at that angle? Were,
0: were you glad that you didn't pay for better tickets when when
1: the well, results? I got them. From- I got them calm. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but but yes, a buddy of mine got them for me. But you know, it was fun. It was fun. It's funny. I, that's been twelve years ago. Thirteen years ago, huh? Hillary Clinton and Obama were going at it at the time. <laughs> That was, that was a great—if you like political stuff as a horse race, you know, they say the horse race. Oh, that was good. That was good. Okay. It was almost as good as the 2000 when it was like the, the recount. It was like a sport. I'd come home and watch what happened. I get it. You know, democracy at stake, but it was very entertaining. This could be, too, because I believe Cincinnati's got real value. So what is the chance that Cincinnati wins out? Well, we did the math of it. They play SMU, 11.5 point favor. They play East Carolina, 14-point favor. Projected by my power ratings. And then they got the University of Houston. A.J.'s old hometown, and he projects a six-point favor for Cincinnati. That could be a little short. He has a bias against Cincinnati, but let's assume he's right. That means there's a 45% chance if you add it up. 81%, 85%, 66% converted from the spread, 45% chance. Now, if you look at their payout, Cincinnati, to make the playoffs, not win the title, make the playoffs, is plus 250. Now, you can even get better than that if you shop hard, but 250 is readily available. The fair number. Is the fair number. Oh, my God. Oklahoma's fair number is 3-1. to one. So, in a way, AJ, it shows you how biased these numbers are that somehow they think Oklahoma's going to come from like 23rd. Or is it 13th? <laughs> 13. Yeah. And pass and under, well, I guess that's fine because, no, no, no. Actually, thinking about it, Oklahoma's only chance would be to win out. Yes. And they're assuming since now he's going to lose half the time. Oh, so it actually does show you how bad your bet is. Okay. But that's fine. Is under, I mean, for me, but under that condition, it tells us that if they go undefeated 45% of the time, but you're getting paid a plus 250, like it's only 29%. Well, lo and behold, it's saying about a third of the time that since he goes undefeated, they wouldn't make it. That feels wrong to me. That feels like if they win out other than Georgia, Alabama, and Oregon, Ohio State being the top four because they all win except Georgia because Alabama beats them, I guess we got to figure that percentage chance too, but that's going to be more complicated. Obviously, that's not a great chance of that happening. But, man, it feels like since he's in there – and, again, let's let you one more time make the case. Let's assume that at least one slot opens up. Since he wins out, who jumps him? And your only point was maybe Oklahoma or Oklahoma State if one of them can win out. I just don't see it yeah, Oklahoma
0: has their th- the three toughest games on their schedule ahead of them. So if well, they were obviously go,
1: the game they lost was pretty tough.
0: Uh, clearly, well, that was the fourth toughest game. so if if they go th- if they go three and O in those, I think they get themselves back into the conversation. Oklahoma State has Texas Tech on the road. They have Oklahoma, and then presumably no one have has Oklahoma ever come again. back
1: from. that's an interesting. We got to start to profile the could we got enough years now we can profile this. My point will be with x number of weeks left. And how many how many full weeks do we have before the championship week? Two full weeks. All right, two, and then the championship week. Yes. All right. Who? What's been the team that's come back from the the, the furthest lot? And I, I'm I would bet big money no one was at thirteen and, and got in the top four. You're probably right. So the question is why would this year be you know, again, history, there's always gonna be exceptions. That's how history's made, but
0: because there is a human element to this, and I still believe the human element does not want Cincinnati
1: well, to make it. No, no, a no. I, I think you're certainly correct by times ten, but that's the whole point. It's an that's why Cincy already isn't in the top. For. that's why there's that's what, listen Cincy when they have a fifty percent chance to win out, you know almost forty five percent. The fact that they're plus two fifty tells you there's a bias. And the question is, is the bias being over considered? Because there's a certain point where they can't do it. It's like, think about it. You don't think Trump wanted to like, um, pardon everyone, pardon himself, pardon his friends. It's like, there's, there's kind of what you want to do. And any president, anyone that's got power is going to want to use that power. Absolutely. Unless there's a check on it. And you know what the check is? Even back with Kings back in the day, the check was, are the people going to uprise? Is there going to be an uprising if I do this? Now, in general, I think you can do more in power than people think, and you see that all the time. These companies do things you think, no way would they do that, and they do it. And three months later, people forget about it. History has taught us people's indignation and rage has a short shelf life, typically. Thus, these companies have learned, do more. And I think the NCAA will do more, maybe, than I might think on first instinct, but not as much as you might. You think they're going to do whatever. I do think they're going to do whatever. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3
0: p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Which does segue, So so let's make this a bet. And I think even you would agree a plus 250 he is a good bet. Because I mean, I, as much as you think they want to keep him out, I don't think they could keep him out as much as would be necessary for the plus 250 not to be a good number. So the reason why I'm not a good person is because I think they're going to lose a game still. It doesn't matter, though, because the lines are eleven and a half, fourteen. And six, you might say, you know, eleven and a half should be ten and a half. Maybe East Carolina should be 30. You don't think the line's off by by five points at a crack. So you're saying you being biased against Cincy in that you think they're a little overrated might adjust the percentages here a little bit, but not enough to make it not a good bet, right? Fair. So you might like the bet less than me. Certainly. But I think this is more of a political bat than anything.
0: So do you agree then that as sort of a safety net in case they do lose a game?
1: I don't believe in say whenever the and I want to hear what you have to say, but just to be clear, and I apologize for interrupting, is whenever you make a bet, it isn't safe. So, you're making a prediction about the future. Now, there might be a second bet that also is positive EV that's a good bet, but usually I'm not trying to protect myself. I'm trying to say I want to get exposure on what I believe is the case, which I think the market doesn't understand that Cincinnati almost has to be in there if they went out. And again, this all assumes that one of these slots opens up. Because the top four, if they all win, are going to stay It doesn't matter anyway. With Georgia being able to lose. That's the whole point. And I also think that it doesn't even matter because I think there's going to be one Big Ten team. So the whole question is, does Oregon lose another game? And they're an underdog this weekend, like you said. And then does Alabama win out, including Georgia? I think both those things have to happen, which is Oregon win out and Alabama win out, for there not to be a slot. The odds against both of those happening is pretty steep. Here's a
0: question. If Alabama were to – let's say they lose at Auburn, but then they beat Georgia, Mm -hmm. and now a two-loss Alabama with a win over Georgia, do we think they get in?
1: Well, no, because I made a bet yesterday, and that was our epiphany best bet yesterday, which was plus 115 Alabama not to make the playoffs. Because if they're an underdog as they are, a four-point underdog to Georgia, that means they're more than plus 115 to win the one game. The market is saying there's a chance Alabama loses – and it, I think you're right. It most likely wouldn't be that last game against Georgia. That would be tough to to sell to people. Because, yeah, I think it all would be tough. The undefeated it, Cincinnati, and there's a two-loss jo- I think that's when the uprising happens. A two-loss – I do.
0: But do you agree that they've already kind of set the table for this uprising by saying we're going to expand the playoff?
1: No. If anything – so make your point. It sounds like what you're saying is indignation with four – would somehow fuel that there would be an uh, expanded playoff. So the,
0: the, they've already said we're eventually going to go to an expanded playoff in the next couple years. Mm-hmm. So now if everybody's all up in arms about Cincinnati, they can just say, listen, in in, a, in two years ev- there's going to be an expansion. They'll, they will have made it by then.
1: If there was a need to bring the public, public along with there being an expansion of the playoffs, maybe that would be dastardly, but maybe. I don't think there's anyone in the public that doesn't want it. I think it's the commissioners and the school presidents trying to fight over the pie. This is all about money. Because who doesn't want it? Right? The TV networks want it? They do. The, I mean, everyone makes more money. If, if you grow the. Here's the thing about business The Blue Bloods don't want it. The, I'm not even sure they still exist. Like, who? I mean, can you name like a person?
0: Alabama, Ohio State, don't, oh, they no, don't want it. no, I
1: disagree. Because I think if you're a high state, you're going to get in every year pretty much, or Alabama if there's 12 or even eight most of the years, and then it's easier for the coach to say, we made the playoffs nine out of 12 years. I think everyone benefits, right? I don't think anyone does. It.
0: I don't think the teams at the top want to play an extra game.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. Even Ohio State, too, I think Ohio State was a top four team two years that they didn't make the playoffs of the last, I think, four or five because in the year they won it they jumped that was the first year of the college football playoffs they jumped Baylor and uh, TCU. TCU who both had one loss or however it was i think they were under whatever it was the the, the week before the final standings high state was 7th Fifth and sixth was TCU and Baylor and a high state won and actually jumped them and they didn't have a championship game that the
0: year. The Big Twelve did not have a championship game.
1: So to me, you could say, see, that shows you with four the high states of the world are getting in. Except there's been two years since that I think you can make the case that they should have got in and they didn't. So to me, but
0: who would have gotten in over them? A Notre Dame or a Clemson or another yeah, blue blood? But, but
1: the fact that there's more than four blue buds mean that, that, that it's not like you're going to get in. Now maybe Alabama, maybe because they seem to get in if there's even a sniff that they could get right. in. Right. But otherwise, I think all right, so. There's one vote. Yeah, and they you think what's the odds of an Alabama losing to the 12th best team? Slim to none. I mean, it's like you would think it's something, but look at the – when these teams are focused, and it's what I always say, is when you bet an underdog, you're betting that the underdog's underrated, and you're betting the favorite is going to be flat. And that's why it's good to bet an underdog. When you saw Dallas this week, a lot of people liked Atlanta. I didn't. I was forcing that him be my one loss in the <laughs> sorry contest. But you <laughs> loved them. Fezzik loved them. And I was like, man, it feels like we're confusing last week with this week because last week – Dallas was flat against Denver because you know why? They had won so many straight games. Flat was a reasonable response. Once you lose and get embarrassed, you're not – in championship uh, rounds or or, or playoffs, either NFL or college football, you usually see the big favorites do really well because they're focused – like when Washington plays Alabama, it's like it's not even a game. It's like it, 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 it's like it doesn't even seem possible that Washington. You know, I'm talking what four or five four, years. Yeah. It, it just it's like they just win so because they're folk. If if Nick Saban that team's folk, you don't have a chance if you're not almost as good as them.
0: It was Notre Dame last year.
1: Yeah, so so I hear you. Let's do something egregious now. So then we say, hey, the 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 um, remedy. Is to expand the playoffs. Is to do something we've
0: already decided we're going to do anyway.
1: Okay, so I'm going to make this an R.J. only best bet. A.J. is going to sit. I'm not sure. Cincinnati plus. You want to book this? No. Okay. Cincinnati plus 250 to make the playoffs. An official best bet. And the rationale is simple. They have about a 45% chance to win out. And this implies a 29% chance. And I believe the only scenario is a slim one that they don't make it. Thus, it's a good bet, in my opinion.
0: So the bet I was going to ask you about, Notre Dame plus 500, like I said, I believe if Cincinnati loses, Notre Dame skyrockets into their spot. Do you believe that there's— I think that
1: might be a better bet. So let's walk through the math on this one. And again, we make math entertaining, so we're not going to give you a bunch Mm -hmm. of numbers. We're going to give you the numbers to explain key points. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Okay, so the assumption is as follows. A Big Ten team makes it. Yes. Okay. The assumption is either Alabama drops out or Cincinnati loses. Because they got they can't jump Notre Dame cannot jump Cincinnati. Without them losing, they can't. They exactly. So this is a slightly different if then, but there could be two slots for Notre Dame. So in theory, Cincy could make it and Notre Dame could make if it. If things fall the right way, yeah. I mean it would only take Alabama not winning because out.
0: Because if, if they say, okay, they Notre Dame is a team they want in. If they're forced yeah, to put Cincinnati away, in— let's
1: get away from that for a minute, and let's put that at the end. Okay. Because I think it's a factor, but I think it confuses the simplicity of the math. Let's get the math straight, and then we can do that. If Cincinnati ends up in the third spot, Notre
0: Dame is a team that has a good chance to be in the fourth.
1: Well, who who would pass Notre Dame if Notre Dame wins out? If Alabama, The assumption is one of two things has to happen. Alabama has to lose, or Cincy has to lose. It would if be, they both happen, it's even better.
0: It would be Notre Dame or two-loss Alabama would be the decision they'd have to make. Mm-hmm. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the fifth hour with Ben Maller
1: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: All right, let's take a look at the Jets' decision to start Joe Flacco this week and what it means.
1: You mean this irrational decision? How do we break it down? Well, the market said we don't like this. Is The Dolphins were a three-point favorite. Now they're three and a three-and-a-half-point yes. favorite. Remember, three is the key number in the NFL. That's a big drop. I think this is simple. They've decided Mike White. The Jets have decided Mike White is not the answer. But he has a contingent out there. He has a fan base. There's something about his name, his style of play. And the fact is, the numbers look pretty darn good from some perspectives before last week, for interceptions. But if they know he's not the answer, all a good performance from him would do is cause there to be more heat on Wilson. I think they're protecting Wilson from a random good Mike White game because they don't care about winning right now. And thus, why, why put the guy in that could have a monster game And her, your most valuable asset, which is the second pick in the draft. Thoughts?
0: Now, you said, I I asked, well, don't you think you've got an asset in Mike White? So if Mike White looks good, can't you trade him for Not among
1: scouts, because you know what? Is the scouts knew before any of this. That's why he was, you know. I mean, what is it? White's been with them like four years or something, right? He's, He's never was taken with
0: Dallas a couple years ago.
1: I mean, it, what I'm saying, everyone's had a look at him. They all said, "Hey, nice to know you." See you at the convention. I mean, no one's all that interested in him. Yeah, fifth now, a round co- draft, couple draft. games, and well, yeah, fourth round, way back when, well, fifth it,
0: fifth round, but what, yeah, 2018.
1: Whatever. It's been like a half a decade, and no one's, <laughs> you know. I do think that the public would have had like if he had his rookie card. I I, I think with scouts, it's and especially once the uh, listen these defense to see your weaknesses and they figure it out. To me, this is protecting Wilson.
0: If he had played poorly do they, or if he had played well against Buffalo, do they?
1: I, no, no, I think then they couldn't do it. Because it's like it would look like there would be an uprising again. They, I'm not saying they sabotage. I'm saying it went the way it did, and now they're going to take advantage and put them to bed. Why give them another chance? Let's go to the three big games.
0: Let's look at Dallas plus two and a half at Kansas City.
1: Okay, this one to me, and I said it in the headlines, this is all about Dallas and Kansas City being perceived as even teams. A lot of people would be shocked by that. I'm kind of disbelieving of it. I think Dallas is the better team. I'm not sure I'm going to bet it because I'm not sure about Dallas' defense. In fact, I'm pessimistic about it. But I think Kansas City was deceiving in how they looked last week. I'm looking to fade Kansas City in the next couple weeks.
0: Green Bay minus two and a half at Minnesota.
1: This is almost a bet. You know, I've given you like three today. So what I'm going to do is wait and decide on this one. But I think this Minnesota line is really to their disadvantage. Think about it. Tennessee uh, was hosting Minnesota. Or not Tennessee. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Minnesota was playing uh, the the Chargers. Chargers. And the line was Chargers three, which means they were better. You think about it now, but only a smidge, but you're telling me the Chargers at home would be a a two-and-a-half-point dog against Green Bay? For whatever reason, this is about love of Green Bay, and I think it's irrational. I have a strong lean right now to Minnesota. Saints plus one-and-a-half at the Eagles. Oh, boy, the Eagles. Now, we've been talking for weeks and weeks and weeks that the Eagles are better than people think, and the pros have been batting them hand over fist, taking off the rubber band. Well, this line is saying... And I, was, I got confused on the Tennessee. This was the game I was going to make the analogy. The Saints were, what, two and a half at Tennessee? Are you telling me right now that these two games, games—these saying these are about even teams, The Philly would only be a two and a half point dog at Tennessee? This is a jump in Philly as big as a jump in Green Bay. But I tend to agree with this one more. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our
0: shows at foxsportsradio.com.